If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend and dear client of mine, Karen Bowen. Karen Bowen is a virtual bookkeeper with over 20 years experience in the accounting field. She's the founder, president, CEO, owner of KB's Bright Horizon Bookkeeping. She also is a QuickBooks Pro advisor. Karen markets herself as the ability to take the burden of tracking expenses and revenues off of business owners and independent contractors' shoulders so that she can allow them to dedicate their time and their energy to what it is they do best, and that's running their business. With her attention to detail, you can rest assured that you can trust that your books will be in the most ideal and I'll say in air quotes, perfect order. So this way you can focus on your passion while she handles your numbers. Together, Karen and her clients ensure financial peace of mind and pave the way for their business successes. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear our conversation today with Karen. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a phone call with us to make sure that we're a great fit for each other. All right, let's do this. Karen, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming. Yes, thank you for having me. So let's talk about this 20 plus years experience as a bookkeeper and in the accounting field. How much of that was as a business owner? I started my business at the end of 2018 um, after my husband and I had a motorcycle accident and we realized that I needed to be home closer to him to help mm -hmm. him. So I decided that I needed to bring some revenue in and what better way than to start my own business. There you go. So you became one of those reluctant entrepreneurs that jumped off the cliff and figured out, eh, I'm going to figure out how to build this on the way down. Hopefully. I've <laughs> flies, right? 
Yes, I did. <laughs> so let me guess, when you started out and you put up your shingle, your little open for business sign, right? Mm -hmm. It was easy. Like people just started running to you, throwing credit cards at you and $100 bills and saying, I want to be your client. It was that easy, right? Oh, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> I wish it was. Yeah, I, I struggled at first um, because, you know, you have to put yourself out there and you have to market yourself and and you're dealing with people's money. So therefore, there's some trust issues as well when it comes to to people just handing over their books. Yeah. So it took um, it took about six months before I got my first client. Yeah, that's about right. It takes about four months to build traction, mm -hmm. right? Momentum. And then a couple months after that to start to start monetizing and capitalizing from that momentum. So that's about that's about right. That's that's about the trajectory for any standard business. You know, I think the only other people in the financial world that take longer would be your uh your financial advisors, your financial planners, and your life insurance people and your mortgage lenders. And I always say that they have a gestation period of uh, one to two babies. So it's usually nine to 18 months. They kind of, they're, they're kind of like an elephant in their gestational period. <laughs> so, so let's talk about you putting yourself out there. You know, I, it's no secret. I, I've talked about it on the show a lot of times that I have built two seven-figure businesses and six six-figure businesses, 100% from word-of-mouth marketing, 100% from, from networking and relationships. And, you know, I, I remember growing up being told, don't talk to strangers. And then starting a business being told, you got to talk to strangers. You want to talk about confusion in the brain, <laughs> So, so when you put yourself out there, when you started connecting with people and, and really getting that exposure, uh, was it easy or was it hard? It was definitely hard. And I'm going to be honest, all of my clients current to date have been referral clients. I want to be in the back of the, in the back of the pews, in the way back. I don't want to be seen. It wasn't going to make me any money sitting back there. So I had to rely on myself in order to to jump out and say I've got to do this in order to make money to pay my bills to keep my because we were we were down to social security income for paying the bills and I don't know about you but social security doesn't go very far anymore <laughs> I live in California nothing <laughs> far anymore oh <laughs> uh, so so yeah I had to I had to jump into the deep end and, and swim to the top. Yeah. So it sounds like you are a resident introvert, just like I am. And it's funny because, you know, people come up to me all the time and go, how did you build such successful businesses, networking, being an introvert? And I said, it was easy. I have a strategy and we'll get into that in a second. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, you're a speaker. You can't be an introvert. And I said, think about it. I'm up on stage. I lock in to one person and I have a conversation with them when I'm on stage, right? Well, yeah, but but you're a public figure. You do a podcast. Yeah, and guess what? Look, I am talking with one person. 60,000 people may be listening to this and I am talking with one person. 
So how reality is, I have learned to leverage the strength of being an introvert. And that strength of being an introvert is with one. And I'm really good at focusing in on a person. And I'm also really good at understanding what my strengths and weaknesses are. So when I go into an event, it's my responsibility to hold the wall up. Like I believe I met you at uh, a speaking engagement and uh, I didn't work the room like the other speakers did. I stood, I stood in one space and people came up to me. And as they came up to me, I could engage with them, communicate with them, have a conversation with them and really connect with them instead of being that flutter by, you know, those those extroverts, I jokingly, lovingly say they just flutter by all over the place. And both types of personality styles have their strengths and their weaknesses. And it's really important to know what it is, right? How did, how did you leverage your introvertedness by getting out there? I jumped in um, when I, even though I was terrified to no get out, <laughs> to do any podcast, any meetings or anything like that. I just, I went in there, I looked at the room, kind of sat back, kind of observed. And then when it was my turn, I jumped in. Yeah. You know, I, um, I think it doesn't matter if you're an introvert, an extrovert, or an omnivert. What matters is that you show up in a space of service to really connect with people and do your very best to be the best and to show up to not only be helped, to also help. Absolutely. So through your journey of building this business, uh, what obstacles, what hurdles did you have and how did you overcome them? Um, I'm sure I've had a lot of hurdles and a lot of obstacles. I think the main one would be to get the clients that I want versus just any clients that need help. I haven't quite figured out my niche yet, to be honest, and I'm going on five years on my business, but I really want to niche down. So I'm still working on that part. When you but, say down, do you mean category wise or income wise or what, what type of niche are you looking for? To an income wise, mid to high level client. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an industry so that you're dealing with very similar categories and expenses. You're looking for a mind, a very specific mindset driven business owner. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And that should be somewhat easy. You just to get to get clarity on that future perspective client. So, so the clients that you have today, you, you had referenced 100% of them came from referrals. So then all these clients that, that you have um, acquired through referrals, what type of referrals, where'd they come from? Um, so a few of them came from other clients, but mm -hmm. some of them came from another networking group that I am in 
awesome um, that she she had referred to awesome perfect so then through this journey what has been your biggest obstacle to grow and scale your business i'm gonna have to tell you time time <laughs> that shocks me <laughs> And I think it shocks me because it's okay. So, so I, I do need to share with the audience that, that Karen is in my group coaching program. So I know a little bit about her business and I would have to say that uh, I'll lovingly say the itty bitty shitty committee in your brain, that bully in the brain, uh, that boardroom meeting that they have with or without you in your brain I think that's the biggest obstacle that keeps you from scaling because as a business owner, time is an easy resource to grow because all we have to do is buy it. All we have to do is invest in more time. And we do that by uh, aligning with people who have the same value system as we do train them, develop them to operate within our business. And now we just bought more time. We just invested in more time. Very true. Yeah. So I think it's the, some of the things that we are working through in that itty bitty shitty committee that uh, that's prevented you from massively scaling. Because let's face it, you are doing more and working less and still making more money right now. Yes. Yes. So we've learned how to be effective and efficient and maximize the bandwidth and our output and still have it make a positive impact on our gross and net. Fair. Oh yes. Fair. So before we go down that road, I'd like to put that idea on the shelf for a little bit. And I'd like to ask you, you know, you deal with a lot of business owners, you deal with entrepreneurs and independent contractors. Tell me, tell me what you see from a professional accounting, from a professional bookkeeping perspective. What obstacles do they have, do they create, what mistakes and problems do they have? Um, I see a lot of them that want to, of course, deduct everything they could possibly <laughs> deduct. And sometimes it's just not even an option I, within their business, if, uh, especially for the entrepreneurs and the, and the independent contractors and, and stuff. You can't just deduct every everything that you spend every penny on. Um, so that's one obstacle that I find that they, they just want to throw everything under the business under an expense, even if it's not a business expense. So say McDonald's, for example, they go get their breakfast, but don't have a meeting with anybody. Don't have any, don't, don't have business conversations. Mm -hmm. You can't deduct that. <laughs> You can't because it's, it's just you. Um, unless you're traveling. Unless you're traveling. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Unless you're traveling, um, then you can. Mm -hmm. But if you're just going to your little McDonald's down the street just to get your breakfast, unfortunately, you can't. 
Um, I've seen that a lot of my businesses didn't keep up with their numbers. That's a major one. Um, They let it go for a month, two months, six months, a year, sometimes even five years. And you have to play catch up. And the IRS is probably knocking on their door by that time. So, and they want it like yesterday, but those are kind of some of the major hurdles that I have encountered with my business owners. Gotcha. Yeah. I I've never really understood as, as a success strategist, which the, the reason why I'm a success strategist is because I, I specialize in, in business. I also specialize in human behavior and I also can extract people's excellence and give visions and and lay out possible strategies, which is more of a consulting thing than a coaching thing. See, a lot of people think coaches are going to tell them what, what to do. Coaches mm-hmm. aren't supposed to tell people what to do. Coaches are supposed to extract your excellence and ask questions so that you can come up with the best scenarios. Consultants come in and tell people what to do. Well, I'm kind of a hybrid in between that. (laughs) Plus I'm kind of like a mechanic. I'm going to tune up the brain, do a little tweaking so that now we can look at everything from all three perspectives. Right. Right. So so as a as a success strategist, one of the things that really sets me back is when people don't know their numbers. It's kind of like, well, there's there's two two things here: not having a plan, goal, objective, whatever, and not knowing your numbers. That's kind of like going to the airport and not knowing what it is or where it is you want to go. They can't help you, right? So we can't steer our ship without our numbers and we can't get anywhere without an objective or a plan or goals or whatever it is you choose to call it. Right. And I have never understood how someone can just wing it. And one of the most devastating comments I've ever heard somebody say is, well, I have money in my bank account. That's that's a pretty scary philosophy to lean on, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So, so what tips, what tips can you give our listeners? I mean, we're coming to year end, it's tax planning, right? Mm -hmm. I call, I call December the great American spend off. (laughs) It's where I sit down with my, with my accountants and, and we figure out, we do our, ba- our best tax planning possible. We do it all year. And in November and December is when we really make sure that we've mitigated the tax liability the strongest way possible, right? Right. And uh, that's why it's always a joke. Oh, we're coming up on the great American mm-hmm. spendoff. So <laughs> so with, with us coming towards the latter part of the year, uh, what what tips, what what could you tell our listeners that could really help them? If they have not done anything with their books, they need to they need to to get something done, whether they have to hire somebody 
or whether they just have to sit down and dig in um, one of the two, because otherwise Uncle Sam's going to be coming and knocking on your door one of these days. Not literally, but he's going to be coming knocking on your door wanting his cut. And if you are not organized enough with your books to know where your money's at, then he's going to, he's going to take what he can take. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean they don't text you? (laughs) No, no, they don't text you. (laughs) Or call you and tell you that they need your routing number. Yeah. That's, that's hysterical. Yeah. So let's go back to where I put that conversation on the shelf. You know, one thing that that I have learned working with thousands of entrepreneurs is what resides between our ears can make us or break us, right? You just recently had this huge awareness of some of the stories that you create that really become obstacles that tax you, right? Mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yes, they do. I mean, when I met when I met Karen, I don't think there's a human that exists in this world that could work more hours than what you did when I first met you. <laughs> and you were you were run ragged. You were burned out. You were frustrated. I'll lovingly say that you weren't enjoying the business that you built. Right? You really didn't even build a business. You just built a really good job, right? Yes. That had a really shitty boss. Yes. <laughs> and that boss was making you work. I mean, you went from sun up to sundown. You were in your she she's got like this this office in 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 the back part of her property. And uh I mean you were out there from sun up to sundown, 14, 16 hours a day. I was seven days a week. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll I'll lovingly say after beating you upside the head a few times with a baseball bat, <laughs> <laughs> we we have you at more of a more reasonable operating hours. It's not completely what it is. I I hope for you, and we still have some work to do, mm-hmm. you know. But I think you're you're humming in at now what fifty hours a week ish, ish depending. Yeah, yeah. like. The beginning of the month is a little bit more just because of month end from stuff. But yeah, it's about that. Yeah. So she's humming in at about 50 hours a week. And uh, she did finally reluctantly kicking and screaming, embrace hiring help, right? We've got we've got one part-time person in a trial basis right now. <laughs> yes. And, so what, what Karen's been able to do is reduce her hours, put out more output. Uh, it looks from our conversations like you're falling back in love with your business. So you're working less and making more, right? Yeah, absolutely. We still, we still, I'm not done. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm still teeing up the baseball bat some more. <laughs> yeah. There's still some stuff we need to work on. Yeah. So, so share with me what, what, what coaching has done and specifically group coaching, what, what coaching and group coaching has, has done for you, because I'm a huge, huge advocate of surrounding ourselves with people that can really help us help ourselves. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, coaching has been wonderful. It's, it's basically, I, 
it's given me another viewpoint into what I see because I see it one way because sometimes I have blinders on. And then when I talk about the issue or talk about what's going on, I get feedback Mm -hmm. to, well, could you do this or couldn't you do that? Or how about doing this way versus what you're doing now? So group coaching has been phenomenal for me and my business. It's, I'm not completely there yet, but the itty bitty shitty committee is definitely in the back. <laughs> you know, we get to make friends with that bully on the brain. We we really do because uh, our, our subconscious, our deepest unconscious, it, it's communicating with us. See, what most don't understand is we have all the resources we need within us to succeed. What's happened is a long time ago, we were taught to no longer listen to ourselves. And then we take on limitations imposed from society, imposed from, you know, other people around us or just decisions and beliefs that we've chosen to to own, grab onto or incorporate in our lives. Right. Right. And and what what people fail to realize is that voice in the head is throwing its fit because you haven't listened to it. So when we start listening to it and when we allow ourselves to reprogram our imprint and our neurology, success is inevitable. Success is simple. You know, I ask people all the time, when was the last time your, your iPhone or your smartphone or your smart pad or your, your laptop or, or, or Mac, when was the last time it updated? You know, software, well, hell, they're updating every minute right? Mm -hmm. Hardware, most people replace their hardware every one to three years. When was the last time we updated our brain? You know, some people are operating on DOS (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. Some people are listening to this going, what's that? Windows ME, right? Or OS 5, right? (laughs) So reality is, when we reprogram ourselves, it gets rid of the old messages, the old programs, the old imprints that no longer serve us so that we can truly show up the best version of ourselves. And the other thing people fail to realize is we are the author, the producer, the main character, the director of our life, of our business. And people fail to realize that if we don't like the story that's being played out, we can write a different story, right? Absolutely. I mean, you had this epiphany just a week ago that you were writing a story about something that was the furthest thing from reality. And it was really taking a toll on you, right? It was, yes. And now you realize that was your story and you got to write a different one. And I think that took probably a hundred pounds off your shoulders. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. I don't know, maybe even a thousand pounds because I was was pretty slumped over. Yeah. I remember you looked pretty defeated that day on that conversation. So welcome to the signature question of the show, Karen. Karen. And that is, what does selling without selling mean to you? It's being out there and doing, doing the, the selling without feeling pushy and without feeling 
the I don't want to say bullying because it's not bullying, but some salespeople are very bullies, are very much bullies, in my opinion, from from what I've dealt with. So, so Karen, I I, I really appreciate that that perspective. For me, for me, selling without selling, it's it's a very very broad breath that goes very very deep. And based on what it is you shared with us, I'll, I'll share with you my perspective from that perspective. And what selling without selling is, is really doing the inner work so that we avoid showing up with desperation. We avoid showing up with that need to have to make a sale. Yes. Because we... Yeah, we learn to trust ourselves, which then allows us to really hold a space for our future prospective clients to truly understand what their needs are, what their wants are, what their desires are, what their problems are. This allows us to show up as a heart-centered leader, and we now become solution providers and problem solvers versus salespeople. And that all starts with really understanding what triggers that desperation. For some people, it's a money program. For some people, it's a scarcity program. For some people, it's a lack. For some people, it's it's that program that says it's never enough or, or I have to keep generating revenue because I'm eventually going to lose it all. And I can go on and on and on. We never know what programs are written in our neurology. All we know is that there are certain things that send triggers and those triggers then cause us to react. And then for some people, that reaction shows up as a bully or desperation, or uh, they could even sabotage sales, right? Because Mm -hmm. they don't follow up or they don't, they don't serve. When you stand in a place of congruency and authenticity and your heart centered and you've done the inner work, the outer will work every time. So yeah, absolutely. from that perspective, that's what selling without selling is. Yes, I would agree. Karen, I know how full of a schedule you have, and I truly appreciate you allocating time for us to uh, create this episode. If our listeners want to find you, follow you, reach out to you, connect with you, how can they? Uh, they can, can they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, Karen Bookkeeping is what my handle is, um, or they can go to my website. It's kbsbrighthorizon.com. Awesome. Thank you again, Karen. Thank you so much for being on the show. I've had an amazing time. (laughs) Hey, listeners, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, I'd love for you to hop over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's hop over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. Next, since you're already there, flip over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's flip over to Instagram, follow us at 
pivot point advantage. Last and definitely not least, I'd love to chat with you and get feedback on these episodes and find out any topics that you're interested in that can help make this show more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success that you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserve. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. And always remember this choice is a powerful thing, and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way and finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.